July 15, 1381. The leader of the Peasants' Revolt, John Ball, is drawn and quartered with thousands of unsold Feel the Ball bumper stickers. Welcome to The Revisionist. I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. And we have a fantastic show for you tonight. Friend of the show, Denver favorite, one of my favorite people in town. Please give a warm welcome to the returning Zach Welch, everyone. Zach Welch. I think that's the nicest thing anyone said about me since the last time you introduced me to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's my brand. Oh, Just good. very complimentary. <laughs> the exclusive payment we give to our guests is the only validation they'll receive that year, basically. <laughs> yeah, well, it is it is New Faces season, so this is a good podcast to come on. Uh, Local reference, sorry, that's not good for a podcast. <laughs> uh, we'll get to that in the plugs. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, listeners, if you are new to this show, what we do on this here thing is we... <laughs> sorry. This is your first episode. <laughs> oh, okay. What no, is, like, like Brian a... is trying out this new this here thing and like t the other day he referred to me as z pal like he's trying yeah. his new gangster personality but the um, problem is every time he tries to say something like in a slangy kind of way it's the most like it's a self-consciousness that creeps into the words oh in a way yeah inexorable from i just i i really appreciate your classification of that as gangster <laughs> i don't think uh -huh. i didn't even realize well, I was from in your perspective it's like that part in spider-man 3 where peter parker has his idea of what evil and cool is and it's super lame <laughs> your idea of like somewhat like a a criminal or like a hardened yeah is is very just <laughs> I, I, I haven't seen Spider-Man yet, but the last movie I saw in theaters was Get Out, and this seems like also an apt comparison. <laughs> Wait, what the fuck? Yeah. How is this like that? <laughs> Just trying to, I don't know, be cool. That's that, that was that was one of the reasons people like spend all that money to put their brain inside of a black person, right? To be cool. Yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, we're a few steps away from that, though. At least I but, am at but just a few. <laughs> well, that was a... We're slouching towards Gamora here. <laughs> Sorry for that casual get-out spoiler uh, back there, though. <laughs> I don't know that that's... Uh, I mean... Well, if your first-time listeners haven't seen it by now, I think it's yeah, <laughs> it's no, a little I'll late. Put a, I'll, put a fucking, I'll put a fucking warning on it. Um, <laughs> but we do... What we do on this here podcast mm. is we discuss a topic from history, and one person presents the official version of events zach welch that'll be you yeah this episode. and another person comes up with a batshit crazy pants alternate history and the winning story becomes our truth our personal truth going forward our truth <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking i'm taking a creative nonfiction class right that, now like, it's very big on personal your... truth <laughs> Your voice capitalized the O and T in our truth, like a cult leader would say it with that kind of cadence <laughs> and delivery. That's nonsense. Everyone, put on your robes <laughs> and don't masturbate without paying a fee. <laughs> I don't know how cults work. Uh, That's a pretty good one. I mean, <laughs> fuck the suicide stuff. Masturbation fees are where it's at. I would be yeah, into being the it? leader of that cult. Yeah. <laughs> Well, last time on the show, uh, we discussed 
What did we discuss last time? Uh, <laughs> I had this written. We discussed Queen Victoria. Of course, uh, with the listener voting, Zach's judgment still won out. The true version of history, as told by Zach Moss, uh, was the victor. Mostly based on my terrible choice of pun near the end. Uh, that sank me yeah. last time I was on this podcast, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean... But mine was a terrible Look, choice of pun puns. the whole way through. I've never forgiven myself. <laughs> well, we, Look, if, we, we love puns on this podcast, but we hold them to a high standard because we know they can do better. Sure. No, so, well, <laughs> my Prince yeah, Albert they a can. can pun. I Perhaps will stand by to, to, to the grave, which will hopefully be yeah. soon. Well, <sighs> clearly the gold standard still goes to my classic, the one percent, which has now yeah, been repeated several times. <laughs> I was just thinking about that the other day, and it made me a freshly angry <laughs> of how, like, it's one of those things that is so well put together that I, like, I get angry at it a little bit. But this time around, uh, we're going to be discussing good old Teddy Roosevelt, uh, or Roosevelt, mm. depending on how you pronounce it. As I said, Zach Welch, you'll be telling the true story. I'll be pronouncing it Roosevelt. All right. And Zach Powers, yeah. you'll be telling the alternate. I like how you clarified that uh, it depends. Roosevelt versus Roosevelt depends on how you pronounce it. It doesn't depend on if you're talking about ultimate Teddy Roosevelt versus (laughs) Earth 516. Teddy Roosevelt pronounces it Roosevelt, but Earth 423. Yeah, exactly. Everybody in the Caribbean pronounces it Roosevelt. (laughs) Oh, God damn it. Uh, Well... Zach Welch, if you're all ready. Oh, yeah, I suppose I'll not be readier. (laughs) Uh, Teddy Roosevelt, or Theodore, as he was known by his closest loved ones, as well as anyone who called him Teddy because he fucking hated that, Mm -hmm. um, was a war hero, president, trust buster, conservationist, and most recently, a granite sculpture just outside Keystone, South Dakota. (laughs) Most recently. I thought thought you were going to say most recently a corpse, which is (laughs) accurate. No, I think no, he, he's, no, he's, he's the greatest he's, sculpture he's, after he was a corpse. a fossil, really, at this point. Well, I mean, he's still <laughs> yeah, a corpse. He's turned into oil and is now powering <laughs> our cars. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We ground him Teddy up. Roosevelt was born 400 million years <laughs> yeah, ago. In the fires of the Cretaceous. Uh, All right. Anyway. Um, born to Theodore Roosevelt Sr. and Martha Bullock Roosevelt in New York City on October 27th of a year that I didn't write down correctly. Uh, <laughs> Theodore Jr. was a shitty child who suffered debilitating <laughs> asthma attacks. Uh, <laughs> I got beer in my nose. <laughs> you just calling him a shitty child. He was a shitty child. He suffered debilitating asthma attacks. Um, in, the, in the nighttime... <laughs> In the, no, when his Let's, parents were trying to goddamn sleep, it's not. Uh-huh. It's it's impolite. It's impolite. Additionally, just as clar- as a child, he maintained a small taxidermy okay. museum. Yeah, presumably under his bed, which I assume Martha threw out. Yeah, that's some serial killer shit right there. Yeah. Um, P.S. Born eighteen fifty eight. Just to give you a time and a place. I don't know why I wrote down 2008, except for that I was like very stoned the entire time I was working on this. I was like, what year is it not even right now? Like, why would I even write that down? Anyway. Well, 150 years off. Well, eh, you know, you do your best. I don't know. (laughs) Potato, potato. Glad to be here. Okay. Uh, (laughs) 
As a child, uh, Teddy Roosevelt took up a heavy regimen of physical activity, which include boxing, rowing, single stick. Um, that helped him with the asthma and also uh, presumably exacerbated his adolescent homophobia. Um, Teddy was homeschooled uh, and went to Harvard, where he learned history, geography, philosophy, mathematics, French, German, Greek, and Latin. And he was a published ornithologist before he graduated, uh, which goes to show how much a white man without a Twitter account can really accomplish. <laughs> uh, like for for perspective, my accomplishments include making it to the wild card round of the New Faces contest twice. That's it. That's it. That's all I got. Roosevelt went on to drop out of law school, uh, and in doing so, made me feel a little better. Okay. Yeah, no, that is better. Uh, after graduating Harvard, uh, he published The Naval War of 1812, which was a carefully researched scholarly subject of the War of 1812 uh, that he spent most of his free time in college compiling. Listeners may recognize this as the time they spent watching internet porn and making dank memes. <laughs> it was the dankest of the memes of the time. Yeah, yeah that you War know, of 1812 thing was like the Pepe the Frog of its time. Yeah, it was a big deal. Yeah. It's still considered a scholarly uh, matter on the subject. Oh. Yeah. If only Great. we had more porn that was themed towards the War of 1812 oh, to help our young people. <laughs> more Dolly Madison. And this is when the more, British more fucked Dolly Baltimore. And, like what, Bart Simpson porn? <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> Did they have Simpsons porn back before the Simpsons? The Simpsons has always been and always will be, I think. Yeah, the show is based on the porn. <laughs> and, and all parchment at that time was kind of a yellow color, so... <laughs> Man, that was when The Simpsons was good. <laughs> <laughs> the, the early seasons. The early seasons. Yeah, right, season, right. It was all about fucking. <laughs> season negative 113 really was <laughs> shining. Never got better. <laughs> when it was just feather quill manga. <laughs> um, okay. Roosevelt uh, married some lady named Alice in 1880. And in 1884, they had a daughter, some baby named Alice. Um <laughs> And over the course of the next two days, uh, both Roosevelt's mother, Martha, and his wife, the elder Alice, uh, they would both pass away. Um, and again, like the icon of American masculinity he was, he never talked about it. Never again. <laughs> I think we probably won't have time to discuss it here, and we may never do an episode about it. But I just want to say, if you have some free time, look up Alice Roosevelt, the daughter one, mm -hmm. because yeah, she was fucking I, awesome. She was you crazy. You put me on that one, because that's, I love talking shit, and she would have been, she was the coolest bitch. Like, uh, I totally did write about her a little bit. <laughs> Um, I mean, okay, yeah, we'll get there then. We could. I mean, she. so he left her uh, with his sister until um, she was three and he had remarried, uh, which is, you know, too old to exact revenge upon a child, really. <laughs> it, it, and it's just the right age for it to get weird, right? Like, she's making memories and Roosevelt was an intense guy. Um, it's sort of like the save your house plant by taking it out of its pot and then just throwing it in the street and hoping it <laughs> sprouts or whatever. She was like the Paris Hilton, Lindsay Lohan of the time, but literate. That is, is that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my my mid eighteen hundred, my late eighteen hundreds gardening blog. I'm huge on Pinterest. We'll get to plugs later, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but no, she was great. She was she was a real badass. Uh, yeah, she was great. Um, so let's see, it was during this time, uh, after he was married um, the first time, and he had published his war novel, he was mostly subsisting on his father's inheritance, uh, that he became interested in local government, and he started attending meetings of uh, New York's 21st District Republican Association. Um, he actually soon defeated an incumbent state assemblyman, um, and he rose to promise uh, by being a corruption narc, for the most part. <laughs> yeah. So this That's is just... That was his official I'm sure title. Our, narc. <laughs> I'm, 
I'm sure our listeners already uh, know this and ascertained this, but this was the period of time where the Republicans were the not shitty one and the Democrats were the shitty one. That switched yeah. a little later. Yeah, that, and boy, did it switch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Um, see, at the 1884 uh, GOP National Convention, he failed to get his buddy John Lynch nominated and then had to choose between um, vocalizing support for a number of lesser candidates. Uh, he ended up losing a lot of supporters in the process. Um, this was the same year that his wife and mother died, which is regarded by most historians as a real bummer. <laughs> also, I just looked up a picture of young Teddy Roosevelt, and yeah, total narc. Also, yeah, that fact. part in his hair, like, fuckable narc, though, yeah, right? Oh, like, no, totally. You could... Fun. I think I started this sentence the wrong way. But fun fact about his wife and mother dying. <laughs> but um, they both died on the same day, and it was Valentine's Day. Oh. Yeah. So, boy, love isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, so after all of that he, happened, and oh, he yeah. had gotten all the way to get them like a Vermont teddy bear for Valentine's Day. I thought about doing all bear puns for this, but that seemed. <laughs> Uh, like way too much. Brian would never would talk been, to me again. That would have been grisly. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I said it. I'm not afraid. I, I'm trying. Oh. Teach the controversy. I think at the very oh, least honey. it would have been. I think at the very least it would have been polarizing. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> You're kowallowing me. God damn it! I, it's not even a right, mine bear. Was the first sound of a man committing seppuku. This Can you stop trying to panda erring to your audience? <laughs> God damn it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we are down to two listeners, both of which are my dad on different devices. <laughs> uh Okay, great. Well, now that we're down to them. Uh, so after all that happened, he moved to North Dakota um, and he built a ranch. I like how none of us, we all had the good sense not to touch the black bear puns. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Thank goodness no one brought that up. We already did the get we out. Clearly, joke. Like, yeah, yeah, we already saw get out. We established yeah, that yeah, early. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but he moved to North Dakota after that happened. He built a ranch, uh, and he was an adequate hunter and herdsman. Um, he spent most of his time there writing books, crying, saw his farm ruined in the particularly harsh winter of 1986-1987. Uh, so he moved back east, uh, remarried, and started weirding up uh, young Alice's life. Um, she actually didn't even you know, go... Like a classic absentee father. Yeah, he was so distraught by that, and the whole family was so affected by both of them being named Alice and the elder Alice dying that she went by Lee for most of her life, uh, or <laughs> Mrs. L., um, okay. Yeah. Fun fact about her again. I'm telling you, she was my she was the favorite my favorite character in this whole thing by far. Um, okay, so the next ten years or so saw a bumpy reentrance to public life for Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, he ran for mayor of New York City. Um, he campaigned for Benjamin Harrison's 1818 bid for president. I'm mm -hmm. uh, sorry, 1888, uh, and then he became a New York City police commissioner, uh, proving again that he's a total fucking narc. <laughs> uh, under McKinley, Teddy Roosevelt was the assistant secretary of the Navy, um, but he was delegated most of the important decisions by the secretary, who was too old and dumb to do the job. Uh, <laughs> in true American form, Roosevelt was desperate to go to war uh, with Spain over their presence in Cuba, and he got his wish in 1980, I'm sorry, 1898, uh, when the Maine exploded in Havana. Uh, Roosevelt stepped down as Assistant Secretary of the Navy to go to war, leading a diverse contingent known as the Rough Riders, um, who had exchanged in the famous Battle of uh, Charge Up Kettle Hill in 98. Uh, the Spanish were defeated in just four months uh, by a combination of the Americans, the Cubans, and the Yellow Fever. <laughs> also, DMX, not part of the Rough Riders. I feel like I have to add that. <laughs> uh, 
Okay. <laughs> um, after that, his political clout had been revitalized a little bit. Uh, he uh, moved back to America, began uh, a new and public life. He quickly became uh, the governor of New York, uh, vice president of the United States, and then ultimately uh, president. Um, as president, Roosevelt was known as a trust buster and a, a regulator, a conservationist, an executive order enthusiast. Um, <laughs> he was a successful diplomat in some situations, um, but he was also an imperialist in many others. Uh, super bold about America's role in the Philippines, the Caribbean, um, and Panama as it related to the Panama Canal. And it must have been nice back then to invade countries that were so close to us. <laughs> I know. Uh, so that was his first term as president. Um, he also won the election of 1904, uh, a campaign during which most of the mudslinging was related to corruption. Uh, Roosevelt once said that he would go into the presidency unhampered by any pledge, promise, or understanding um, of any kind, sort, or description. And he won the presidency by promising every American a square deal, which is probably what Kellyanne Conway should have cited when she was trying to call Trump presidential. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Teddy Roosevelt also colluded with the Russians, but it was to end the Russo-Japanese War, so it was a slightly different... Uh... <laughs> yeah, slight, slightly different. Oh, tomato potato. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Roosevelt's second term was not as smooth or effective as his first, um, but afterwards he was able to install Taft as the Republican nominee. Mm -hmm. and he handily beat uh, William Jennings Bryan in the 1908 election. Um, Taft wasn't the president that Roosevelt was, um, but Roosevelt grew restless for adventure and media attention. Uh, so he went to Africa, where he showed what a conservationist he was by killing six white rhinos, <laughs> <laughs> among other among other animals. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was six white rhinos who had stolen his daughter. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> like like how dingoes steal your baby in Australia? Yeah, like it's uh, I was thing? It was a taken thing. Thank you, Brian. I was trying to reframe <laughs> this hunting there, so. trip as an action film starring an aging Liam Neeson as Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> I mean, you thanked me very prematurely because that was a very skeptical question I asked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, okay, so after that, uh, Teddy Roosevelt returned to America uh, to find the Republican Party bitterly fractioned under Taft. Um, he ran for the nomination again in 1912, um, losing to Taft during the first extensive use of the political primary in the United States. Um, he aligned himself uh, with some of his Republican besties and formed the uh, Progressive or Bull Moose Party, which did not last very long and did not do very well in that election, targeting mostly white voters in the South. Huh. That didn't do well in an election? Yeah, weird. Oh, what a world that would have been. Um, someone tried to assassinate Teddy Roosevelt in, the, in October of 1912, uh, shot him in the chest uh, through a steel glasses case and a 50-page speech that he had folded in half. Um, the, uh, he wasn't coughing up blood, so he knew it hadn't like punctured a lung or anything, so he proceeded to do the 90 minutes that he was booked for. Uh, and <laughs> That's like the extent of medical knowledge at that time. If you're not coughing up blood, you're probably okay. That's like still the extent of my medical knowledge. That's, that's what I know. Yeah. Granted, we have a medical system where for most people our age, that is indeed the measure of going to a doctor or not. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I have private insurance. My premiums are so high, I'm still not going to the fucking doctor. <laughs> I just had to pay for x-rays. So, everyone, uh, 
call your Congress people. I have to. I have to fight my sidebar. I have to fight my insurance company to paying for an STD test um, because they didn't. They didn't pay for it, and I definitely went to like Planned Parenthood, which is in the network. So I, mm-hmm. I have to call them and fight about that. Otherwise, I have to pay one hundred and sixty dollars to figure out that I don't have HIV or gonorrhea. Yeah, which is good. That's it's worth, well worth the money, but I shouldn't have to pay that much. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you threw that in in case people were wondering if you're like one hundred sixty dollars. <laughs> That's almost a Nintendo Switch or something. Yeah, and that's <laughs> might have HIV, but I also have a Nintendo Switch. Okay. Please cut that out, man. I have. I should never try to make like that kind of joke. Never no, happens. I know. No one should. Older gays never think that's funny. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> and the answer is Reagan. Uh, Nancy Reagan. I'm glad she's dead. Mm, and wait, and no, no, no. Mr. Reagan's bad, too. Yeah, she died. Oh, shit. Okay. Well. Cool. Yeah. Of AIDS. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> ooh, ooh. You just, you slightly raised your eyebrows at me like Groucho Marx style <laughs> when you said that. I've just never like, heard. <laughs> I feel like I it's never like, hear Can you get refer... the subtlety of what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I was being very subtle. <laughs> I feel like I never refer hear anybody refer to him as Mr. Reagan. It's very strange. It's like kind of a novel way of dressing him. Yeah, well, it's, you know, Nancy Reagan and... <laughs> the guy she was carting around for eight years. <laughs> oh yeah, she, she used her black magics to get into the White House. Also, the second Google suggestion under my search for Nancy Reagan is Nancy Reagan Young, which makes me feel like people <laughs> are beating off to pictures of Nancy Reagan. Third result: Nancy <laughs> Reagan feet. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's when Quentin Tarantino googles something. This is quite quite the Rule Thirty Four exercise you're engaging in over here, Brian. <laughs> Yeah, well, you can all those all women of the era the, looked pretty in black and white yeah. lighting. No, none of us look good now that there's color. That's one thing we should have <laughs> always just stuck with was the black and white. We all looked so much prettier. <laughs> and just that glow around the eyes yeah. that old photos have. Yeah, yeah, now you have to like pick the right Instagram filter to get that effect mm-hmm. on a color photo. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Okay, but someone tried to assassinate him. Um, he uh, didn't. Uh, he didn't die from it. He did his ninety-minute speech, and the doctors decided ultimately just leave it in, uh, which rendered every American man to follow a complete pussy. Um, <laughs> now, in fairness, the bullet made exercise difficult for him, and he got fat in pretty short order, which you know. Bullets tend to do that. Also like most American uh, men. <laughs> but I mean, but as far as excuses to put on weight go, like top 10 all time. Yeah. Yeah. Bullet lodged in my chest. <laughs> so uh, after that happened, though, FDR went on uh, an, ex- an expedition in South America. Uh, he was trying to... Um, travel down an uncharted river uh, and in mm. doing so he got a flesh wound which turned into basically malaria mm-hmm. uh, he couldn't walk he had to be attended to the rest of the expedition and motherfucker lost 50 pounds so girl he was take looking note good. armchair historians <laughs> so i feel like this is just an extreme diet trend that perhaps we can bring back yeah of course yeah it's Im- called colonialism <laughs> yeah it's fat diet oh <laughs> uh, that's good <laughs> You know, they have the South Beach diet and the <laughs> deepest reaches of the Amazon diet. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Roosevelt, after that, uh, returned. The River he- of Doubt, more like the River of Wow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even. The word play the doesn't even really. Um, okay, so he did survive that expedition. Um, he returned to the States. Um, he attempted to get back into the good graces uh, of, a, of a presidential nomination again. 
Um, he and the Republicans, uh, re- I'm sorry, him and the progressives rejoined the Republicans. Uh, and they ultimately nominated Woodrow Wilson. Roosevelt hated Woodrow Wilson. Um, mm-hmm. Hated his policies, hated the way he handled World, World War I, um, and also hated hyphenated Americans. And I realize those two things aren't, um, related to each other, but they're funny in their own right. Uh, like hyphenated Americans being like German Americans or Irish, just to still yeah. white people, yeah. uh, worry that they are still loyal to, um, their home country, which, you know, this was before the time when for the Irish became white to right. quote yeah, a book yeah. title. Totally. Uh, so I, yeah, maybe whatever, maybe racism was just an old people thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, Teddy Roosevelt's youngest son was, um, shot down in world war one. Um, that was something that he always carried with him for the next few years. He was alive. He never really forgave Wilson, um, for his, just the way that he handled the war. And also probably for that, um, wrote a, wrote yeah. a book. Although his son would have lost a shitload of weight if he lived uh, <laughs> or gained a shitload of weight. No bullets gained bullets and gained. then gained and then lost mm. bullets are like carbs. Malaria is like good fats. To yeah, be fair, um, he probably lost more weight when he died. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I will say that's somewhat hypocritical of Roosevelt because he really wanted to get involved in World War One. He was all about getting up in that. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was very critical of uh, Woodrow Wilson's fourteen points and uh, thought that Germany should have unconditional uh, surrender. Um, uh, on January 5th of uh, 1919, a blood clot detached from a vein and traveled to his lungs, killing him in his sleep. Hmm. And uh, that's how he lost the rest of the weight. <laughs> <laughs> He's finally at his target weight yeah. <laughs> of dead, dead pounds. Yeah. And that's why his autobiography is How I Lost the Weight and Kept It Off in parentheses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zach Welch, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Zach Powers, if you are ready with your take on events. Yeah, uh, honestly, most of Zach Welch's account is accurate, um, but there was a few forgotten uh, moments uh, mm-hmm. from his life. Um, he was right to begin with that for a person who would become kind of synonymous with strength and accomplishment and uh, sort of, I guess, masculinity in American history, uh, Teddy Roosevelt was indeed a shitty child who was (laughs) constantly ill. Um, He admired his father who fought in the Civil War and was founding the Metropolitan Museum. But Teddy Roosevelt himself was very weak and sickly. And one day, he overheard the doctor saying that to his parents that uh, perhaps they should not expect such great things out of such a sickly boy. <laughs> and um, in a in a stupor, in a haze after that, he fled from his home, embarrassed, <laughs> and ran into the magical woods that existed in upstate New York at the time. He got hopelessly lost uh, in the evening in those woods uh, until late in the night... When all hope was lost, he saw the dancing lights of a carnival. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I, I knew something was coming at the end of that sentence. <laughs> As he approached the carnival, the ringmaster, who looked exactly like then-contemporary writer O. Henry, stepped from <laughs> the brush. <laughs> And invited him to Bargain's Carnival, where he offered him five coins 
in exchange to master five specific skills. All along the carnival were different booths for different skills, and at the front of each booth was an attendant. So there was a booth for wisdom, where Uncle John of Uncle John's Bathroom Reader was waiting. Or a booth for comedy, where Jeff Dunham was waiting. Who knew? Jeff Dunham's the funniest guy. Who knew? Um, Yes, who indeed. Who indeed. (laughs) There was a booth for colorblind casting, where Idris Elba as James Bond was waiting. I've, I've lost track of this already. <laughs> was, was booth five where they had to pay to masturbate? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ultimately, he selected the five areas where he would uh, eventually become extremely successful. The first was, uh, was the booth of health, which was attended by... Um, I, un- I decided to go with An- uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in that documentary, but that part where he talks about how working out feels like coming for like five minutes. Pumping iron. I don't know if you... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everybody look up that clip where Arnold Schwarzenegger says that every time he lifts a weight, it feels like he's coming all over the place. Whoa, I would um, work out all the time if it really felt like that. <laughs> yeah. I would work out once and then not be able to for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would do one... One rep every 25 minutes at best. That is optimistic. Um, yeah. Uh, anyways, so he gave him his coin and F- and uh, Theodore Roosevelt regained his health. But little did he know that there was a terrible cost. His distant cousin, FDR, would lose his health and become unable to move or use his legs, hurting both his distant cousin and his niece, who would eventually marry FDR. It was like, they're both related to Theodore Roosevelt, but it's like super distant incest. It's like the lowest key incest. Like, Why, acceptably, I, I'm glad that you took the time out to clarify just It's how like acceptably not, accidental. Yeah, okay. Yeah, to clarify how not much of a cousin fucker FDR was, to like, quote Byron Yeah, Graham. like you, you might find after being married to your wife for like 30 years that you're like fifth cousins and it'd be weird, but it's like, I guess that's distant enough. You know? Yeah, well, you kind of already <laughs> pumped iron inside of him, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what they say, fifth cousin. Fifth um, cousin. <laughs> good to go. <laughs> I should have thought that through before I said it. Yeah, the rhyme goes, uh, if you're at four, go one more. If you're at fifth, play the griff. It's hard. It's hard to find something that works with that. Anyways, uh, his next choice was he went to the booth for love, which was attended by John Hamm, because everybody loves John Hamm. And uh, he successfully traded in his coin to find a great love. But little did he know the cost would be that eventually his wife would die on the same day as his mother, Valentine's Mm -hmm. Day, a horrible (laughs) cost for the love. I think mm-hmm. we can all agree. That's a monkey's uh, paw situation if I ever heard one. Yeah. I don't next know. I just he <laughs> Next he decided that he would be great in the art of war just like his father was. Um that booth was attended by David Thewlis, but everybody thinks he was badly miscast. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what that's a reference to. Yeah, I don't get that one well, you don't need to. If you if you've seen it, you've seen it. Um <laughs> 
Everyone who's listening to this is just not listening to the next five minutes of the podcast. <laughs> Everyone's madly googling. searching through IMDb and figuring out how to spell Thuless. <laughs> so he becomes a great war hero in San Juan Hill. He's able to make a name for himself and see huge mm. action. But as a cost, his son is killed later in World War One. So war gives and war takes away. <laughs> <laughs> Finally... He uh, moves to the t- the booth for uh, personal success, which uh, the booth for success is attended by the poster for the movie Avatar I have written here. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to go with Tony Robbins for that one. Uh, no, I went with a poster for the okay, movie Avatar. <laughs> I remember. I remember you going with that. So from the poster for the movie Avatar, uh, he wins the ability to eventually become president, but... The cost is that his predecessor and mentor, uh, President McKinley, is shot dead to make him president. And after he leaves office, he destroys his friendship with one of his best friends, William Howard Taft. Mm. Wow. Um, what uh, what uh, movie poster did Donald Trump have to make a dark deal with to become president? <laughs> Clear. Uh, Fuck, I'm trying to... Oh, like, yeah. no, is that? Manchurian Candidate 2 on the nose? Oh, I was I going with like Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah, that works of, um, too. Oh, well, David Thewlis uh, was in Wonder Woman. <laughs> well, that was the joke, but people aren't supposed to know he's the God of War in that movie. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> sorry. Anyway, this is the spoileriest episode we've ever done. Oh, yeah. I was trying to keep it at least vague. You got spoilers for FDR being crippled. Um, <laughs> yeah. The final place he spent his final coin was to become a master of nature. Um, that booth was attended by Werner Herzog doing VO for Grizzly Man. Um, <laughs> and, in, and from that booth, he uh, was able to gain his ability to conquer the West and go to Africa and become a hunter, even create his great conservationist legacy. But in exchange, he uh, had to go down the river of doubt and catch malaria. His son also almost died on that trip. Um, but ultimately it worked out because he lost a lot of weight. <laughs> um, wild things. And also, uh, just because I feel like I haven't made a joke in a while, like a good one, let's just say he fought like ants and wear jaguars and shit just to spice it up a little bit. <laughs> it's always, it's always a great idea to telegraph a joke before you say it and then say, I don't give a shit at the end of it. <laughs> yeah. I just threw that one in there. Cause I feel like this one's uh, not as jokey joke as listen guys. Sometimes I have an idea that's a little bit more of like uh, be careful what you wish for kind of goosebumps book thing. <laughs> I, just, I feel like you're adapting like a weird slight Brooklyn accent when you're talking about this right now. (laughs) But uh, yeah, that's how Teddy Roosevelt was so successful in his life. And when he finally died, that O. Henry ringmaster came back to him one last time and revealed its true face or its modern face, the face of Chuck Lorre, creator of the Big Bang Theory (laughs) and Two and a Half Men, who we already established is the Dark One, our analog for Satan. (laughs) So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's a callback um, to another episode the hannibal one i think uh that is somewhere yeah somewhere in the very early episodes and that yeah, like is the true episode. story yeah exactly <laughs> there's a lot of marge fucking lenny and <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyways uh that is the true story of theodore roosevelt's success he went to the dark carnival 
Uh, not the one associated with ICP. And, <laughs> and, uh, and used magic cursed O. Henry bargaining chips. <laughs> Zach, thank you. Of course. Uh, before we get into judgment, I just wanted to remind listeners that if you want to support this show, uh, you can do that over on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash the revisionist. Judgment. <laughs> yeah, I just... It's it helps to I realize it helps to not put the plugs at the end of the show when people oh, are like everything's done. Sure, yeah, yeah. No, no, fucking pay these guys, y'all. Yeah. Oh, thank you. There's a uh, plenty of rewards, voting on outcomes, uh, suggesting topics, T-shirts, all of that. Uh, yeah, this is they're dope. They're ac- so comfortable. Yeah, they're I wear that this T-shirt all the time. Our version of those cookies Marvel puts at the end of the movie to make sure you watch the fucking credits mm-hmm. and look at the 40 million animatrated. Yeah, you have to check this out just to see the judgment. That's our yeah. Samuel L. Jackson and the Avengers initiative. Yeah, by the way, hot tip. Uh, if you are going to see Spider-Man Homecoming, stay till the very end of the credits. Um, but uh, that is at <laughs> patreon.com slash the revisionist, or you can find links to that and a bunch of other shit at revisionistpodcast.com. Uh, you shouldn't have praised it like that. Uh, there you can write us a comment, ask us a question, suggest a topic, uh, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and rate and review the podcast, which is super, super, super helpful. We have so many reviews in, but more written reviews would always be great. And you can always connect with us on social media. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, all that shit. Yeah, and your your written review could be really short. It could be like uh, some dumb thing we talked about on the show. Like we probably talked about like Gremlin Come sometimes. <laughs> so just write like Gremlin Come and put five stars. I feel like You're that set. would get flagged really quickly. <laughs> I already spell it C spell it C O M E so it's ambiguous. <laughs> yeah, of course. Oh, ambiguity <laughs> is always involved when you're talking about come. <laughs> Zach Welch, you uh. You host a show at Denver Bike Cafe. There's going to be a showcase coming up. Yeah, that's correct. So in addition to the weekly Sunday open mic that I host there, we Mm -hmm. are also doing a show. Um, We're doing kind of a one-off showcase um, on the 26th. Um, That is a, it's going to be $5, but that show is going to be so, so fun. And then we also, on just second Wednesdays of every month, we have a standing free showcase there. Um, So that'll be great. I'm also on a show on the 27th at Park Hill Library. And my Comedy Works New Faces round that we talked shit about earlier Mm -hmm. uh, is going to be August 9th. So come to any of those things, please. Uh, Listeners, as for me, the next episode of Nighttime Tonight is coming up July 20th. That's at the Deer Pile in Denver uh, at 13th and Sherman above City O City. Uh, It's a lot of that. That's a dope show. Oh, thank you. Uh, Live late night show. Come check it out as we blaze a new trail into a new era uh, without co-host Kira McKaylin. Also, listeners, you can uh, still pick up a physical copy of Cherry Magazine around Denver where I have a fiction piece. uh, And that's a really cool magazine. If you can't find a physical copy uh, or you don't live in Denver... You can go to their Patreon, uh, just search for Cherry Magazine uh, on on there, and uh, you can donate. I forget the exact amount, but you can donate to get a digital copy and uh, extra bonus content, including audiobooks, and I'm going to be doing an interview with them pretty soon. Well, uh, Judgment Falls to me, or at least uh, my vote. The first and- vote. The first vote, yes, uh, and then we will open it up to voting uh, for people who have donated a certain amount on the Patreon. And both are very good stories, 
this time around. I I like Zach's effort to explain the contradictions and the self-fucking that Teddy Roosevelt kind of got into a little bit through the dark carnival theme. (laughs) But I think because it spanned so much and just started out with the phrase, he was a shitty child. Shitty, shitty child. I have to go with Zach Welch's true history this time. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, Brian. So let's suck at Zach. <laughs> oh. We'll see. We'll see what the what the listeners say, if anything. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, <laughs> well, listeners, uh, the voting is open uh, on the Patreon page as of your hearing this. So go ahead and cast your vote. Uh, but I think that'll do it for this episode uh, for everyone here at the Revisionists. Uh, I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. Oh, and I was Zach Welch. Have a good time. Yeah.